Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour, brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. Ed, coming off a busy week and busy weekend ahead. Uh, how you doing, man? Pretty good. I mean, I can't say that I'm uh, I can't say that I'm um, bothered by it. Maybe a little tired, but um, you know, it's uh, definitely you and I talk about it enough on this podcast. But it's definitely there was a time where we were, you know, itching, you know, rubbing our hands together, digging for some fights to watch, and now we're not short. Of, Never mind just the UFC, but you know we had the one making their debut on TNT. Um, you know Bellator is going full throttle on, with their Showtime move, which I love uh, how, how the two of them are working together already. And then obviously UFC is here every weekend anyway, so um, we're definitely not like left without fights to watch. So you mentioned the one on TNT card from Wednesday night. Um... It had mixed results. Uh, the the two fights that the average uh, American fan, especially, are interested in was obviously Eddie Alvarez uh, with his fight with Yuri yeah. Lapicus. Um, that fight ended strangely premature when uh, Eddie Alvarez was kind of beaten on his opponent, took his opponent down, yeah, and was disqualified for some, you know, some punches to the back of the head uh, i didn't know what your take was on that yeah no i mean it, it's uh i wonder and the thing you know what's funny is they're doing their media tonight and i don't think i'm going to be able to dial into the i get the the zoom link invite but you know because it's in singapore and the time and everything and i still have to you know it isn't my full-time job i still got to get up and then work in the morning i really can't tap into it um it might be on their I think it might be on the BR. Oh, my phone's in the other room. But if you check YouTube, it's either on the one YouTube channel or the or the Bleacher Report uh, app live YouTube channel that they'll put that press conference on, so you can see some of the stuff that comes of it. But um, like the, last week when they did it, you know, you could tell that Chatri Sityong, uh, who's the who's the, the chairman or the president of one one champion. I keep calling him One FC because they're originally One FC when they came on, and then changed the championship. But um. You know, he was on there and he was talking about like the differences of what they do versus, you know, what what's um, what uh, we're used to here on, on our side of the world. And um, it was almost like it was like weird sales pitchy, but it's almost like, you know, that's fine. But we, we kind of have to see it go down to see how it works. And I don't know if, if it's them. I don't know if they should just keep doing what they've been doing or the fact that they're trying to adjust so much because they're on TNT, because, I mean, I don't know if you saw that the day of, it was the day of the event that they rearranged a card so that uh, knowing that the East Coast, that's still late for us. I mean, it's not as late for you, but they rearranged the card so you could see Eddie Alvarez, Demetrius Johnson, and then Rod Tang's fight that happened last on the on the main card. Um, and then we got what we got with the with the DQ that you're talking about. So they kind of, I mean, they do like pride rules. So folks that are, aren't familiar with all that were probably confused. But as far as my take, I, I sympathize with Alvarez because he's, he is, he has, he makes, he made a point in his uh, post fight interview, which was <laughs> uh, mics weren't working and stuff during that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was pretty bad, but um, you know, he, he makes a really good point when he, when he talks about like what these guys do for a living. You know, you you are put in there to fight and damage another person. So that I mean, his focus isn't isn't on doing it as safely as possible. He was in a position where he couldn't. See, I mean, he was landing punches, and you know, body sensitivity without using your eyes, you can only tell so much what the other guy is doing. So his head was was essentially against uh, his opponent's neck, and um, when he was throwing the first two shots, it was behind the ear. If you watch the replay. It's all over. It's all over the web, so you can see it. But if you watch a replay, it's, it's like one or two before Lapicus turns his head, and then that same area, Alvarez is just hitting the same area. His, you know, not his fault. The guy turned his head, and it became the back of his head. Um, it's uh it's messed up that it happened. 
I think it could have been a warning, but if if uh, if Lapicus is was that hurt that he got to get carried out of there, then I guess that's uh, you know, that's where people are arguing. Why didn't they do that for, um, you know, Sterling's uh, like why didn't why didn't Jan get? I mean, Jan got disqualified, so I mean, it's almost the same thing with the Jan Sterling thing. But people are just like, um, I don't know. It wasn't awarded as a victory, right? Isn't it like a no contest or? Or, no, no, it's a loss. They de- he got disqualified. I, my my issue is is a it Alvarez was in the wrong. They were illegal shots by the book. I do not believe that a dude goes through an MMA fight and then gets hit with like the four weakest punches of the whole fight, and those punches just to the side, back of the head need to be carried on a stretcher. I'd have to. I never heard an update on on Lapicus's, uh injuries so hopefully i'm not just talking out my ass here but i really don't believe that. well you, you kind of are it, I, well i believe it's a show though to get paid i believe mm-hmm. it is he got paid he get paid more you get the win um yeah. he was getting his ass kicked he was gonna lose so yeah straight up I, I don't unless unless i see a medical report saying he had some brain stem injury or something i don't believe for a second that 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 wasn't an, well an it doesn't it doesn't need to injure the brain stem to, to be you get what i'm brain. saying though i mean do you do you think that those shots have you ever been hit in the back of the head yeah i've been hit in the back of the head like hard the i'm just saying like you know what i'm saying well i'm, I'm just saying like like the, like it's it's okay jarring. well we disagree then i but i don't think i think it was i don't i don't believe that it was I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of fighters, when they get hit with illegal shots lately, become real soft when they know that they can get a win. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and I maybe I'm wrong, but the trend seems to be that way a little bit lately. And I'm not saying that they were not injured, and I'm not saying that they should have continued to fight, but I am saying that I do believe that they play it up to get the, the win. And I, I believe that's what happened here. I th- the shots were not that hard. Eddie Alvarez, I'll let Eddie Alvarez hit me with those shots. They were, he was, it wasn't even ground and pound. It was, they were, they were clinched up and he, and he hit him in, you know, I mean, they were little rabid punches. So maybe, 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 maybe he, he was devastated by it, but uh, I have a hard time believing he should be an MMA fighter if he can't take that level of punishment um, without, without being carried on a stretcher. Uh, with that said, it, I don't, I don't blame either of the guys. I blame, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, I, I, I don't believe, uh, I believe the issue is the referee. There was no real warning. The referee actually watched him continue to to swing at the back of the neck head. Um, and there was no real warning. It was a quick instant disqualification. I thought it should have been a no contest unless he, he – he, by making it a, a disqualification, he's saying Eddie Alvarez was blatantly trying to cheat. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't think that was Alvarez's intention. If you watch it, I mean, he's, he's – uh... He's what's this guy? The armchair fighter, two thousand. Yeah, all right, whatever, man. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I don't think um, Alvarez was doing it on purpose, and he obviously felt bad afterwards. Um, I know they're going to announce something this week, though, coming up because he's uh, he put on his social media today. So maybe I don't know if Chatri. This is Chatri's way of making it up to him and trying to still get on board with American fans, but there was definitely a little bit, uh, I don't want to say thirsty on, on one side, but, you know, with the last minute rearranging the card and, and I mean, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, like they probably thought Mighty Mouse was going to pull off a win. They probably thought Alvarez was going to pull off, a, you know, a win or a great performance. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, well, the thing I liked about it was the, the final fight with the, the Muay Thai uh, Rotang. Like, like now you get to see guys, Fan fight fans get to see that it, the the waters of talent out there are deeper than what the UFC keeps saying is out there, and you see you saw a fight like that between those two guys, uh, and, and who Rotang is going to be making to uh, his um, you know I know he's going to transition to MMA soon, but uh, I just like that they mixed it up. I mean I, I think I think they need maybe a little more time. I don't know if TNT is the place for it. I don't know if ten o'clock at night on a Wednesday is going to work for them. Um, I don't know if you saw the ratings numbers like AEW was pulling in a little over eight or close to 900,000 right, right around their peak. And then when they switched over to, to uh, one, I think one drew just under 200,000. And then, you know, obviously that number dropped off be- as the night got later because it's mm-hmm. Wednesday night, you know. But I don't know if those ratings are much worse than like PFL gets. 
And it's certainly not any worse than Bellator is getting on CBS Sports and stuff. I mean, it's all basically the same. Yeah. You know? So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't have any issues. I didn't mind them moving the fights up because I, no, like, I was, like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't, you know, we, we don't want to jump past uh, Adrian Marias' uh, <clears throat> devastating win over Demetrius Johnson. And, uh, you know, my biggest takeaway from that is that I've just, I, and I've talked to other people I have well respect on, on MMA Twitter, and I've lost a lot of respect for MMA fans. They don't know what they're watching. They complain about knees to the face. It, I, I'm just confused by what the MMA fan wants. I've never been, I've never seen a situation where a guy got kneed in the face and well, people bitched and moaned uh, about it so much. I think, I think it's a, it's a case of newer MMA fans. And unfortunately that's what's mostly, that's what you're, you're seeing out there most of the time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, no, I, I, yeah, but that's what I'm saying though. Like I they mean, should really watch, rewatch. Like, I think the best of the case for the knees to the head, if you watch a, a smashing machine documentary, there's a good portion of that, that covers the rule modification that pride made when Mark Kerr and had that whole situation with Igor Vochanchin. And, and, you know, it was a, it was a situation where the knees were issued and they said, you know what? So that it's not an issue. Let's fucking make, bring it back to the old school ways. <clears throat> and then uh, mighty mouse is actually all for that. No, he yeah. used him in his other fights, <laughs> mm-hmm. but so this, I'm just, it's just bizarre. I, 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 I've always thought that we lived in a world where MMA fans wanted less rules or, you know, a little <laughs> bit more wild fights, but obviously not. You know, like I would tell people to go watch Pride fights. I don't think a lot of these fans should go back and watch Pride fights. No, they'll probably, they, they probably they won't be able get, to handle it. They probably get offended. By they'll be offended. That. They'll be yeah. yeah, like it's just it's just baffling. And they lose. One of their guys loses, and and uh, you know, Mighty Mouse. Everybody loved Mighty Mouse, and he gets KO'd. But he handled like, it. The whole thing, like he like, was awesome about it. Yeah, and, and the whole thing, like that. Well, that's one thing that one championship tries to advertise or whatever is like. I mean, they did a whole thing with. Uh, when they were talking about coming, because you know they were supposed to come here to New York in the Garden, in the whether it be theater arena, who knows? But you know they wanted to make their U.S. debut on U.S. soil, and obviously COVID fucked that up. But you know it's one of the things they wanted to put out there is like like they're not they're not selling the trash talk and you know the the Jorge Masvidal's and the Sean O'Malley like all these gimmicks that are out there that happen to be also pretty decent fighters. They're trying to do the whole honor and martial arts thing. And I think uh, Mighty Mouse definitely well, – he's always been about that, but the way he handled the loss is definitely about that. And the respect that they showed each other at the end, the respect the, the respect Rod Tang and his opponent showed each other at the end, that's the stuff that one wants to sell, but we're not going to – you know, yeah. it's like you said, it's, it's going to be – it's a hard sell here when it comes to uh, the current fan base. I, I just I, I'm just baffled by it, and I think that anybody who's actually followed the sport for any length of time is baffled by it. I at least the people that I spoke to, like I said, that uh, are some of the more respected people on, on online, and I'm just shocked that 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 was the the reaction. I get people being mad that Mighty Mouse lost or sad, but Jesus Christ, how how that's the way the rules should be. You shouldn't be able to sit on your hands and knees in front of a fighter. You should get kneed right in the face. This is a fight, you know, and it's not any more dangerous than. Uh, head kicks. We we talked to Doc Lucas about it. He yeah. said the last I mean, he wanted to take a head kick from Wonder Boy. He'd be happy to take a. And that's a, the other thing. Face. Coming into this sport, when you're watching it, either the, the person you're rooting for, you got money on or whatever, it's fifty fifty. Either they're going to win or they're going to lose, and you have to kind of just like, okay, that happened. So now, now let's see what happens in the next one. And that's yeah, kinda, yeah. Kind of we got to leave it. And I think people, <laughs> I think that the UFC fan boys were just sad that he lost and won. Hmm. You know, if you you know him losing UFC, they would have they could have they could talk about it. Now you know now they got it. You know, is the best 125 slash 135 pounder sitting in you know fighting in Singapore? You know, well, I guess one day hopefully we'll find out. But well, one uh, thing you know, what's one thing that was interesting about that the pre-fight press conference beforehand. I mean, my somebody asked, I forget who asked, because they had folks like from you know from media outlets here asking Mighty Mouse questions. And he talked about because they talked about their weird like weight, the whole way they handle weight cutting or whatever. And I honestly didn't understand it. You'd have to rewatch that press conference and to, to you know, make your own assessment of it. But because of it, Mighty Mouse was like, you know, when he was in the UFC, everybody was kind of like on an even playing field when they cut down to one twenty five. But there in their flyweight, uh, because of how they handle things, he said that he's always the smaller guy, even in this, even though he's in the same weight class. And we saw that. That was one thing we did notice against uh, Marias. Is Marias was like, oh, you know, noticeably bigger. Had a lot of reach on him. So I don't know if that took a, you know, I, I thought he fought well. 
until he, that you know that knee landed or whatever. But um, it is but what I, it is. Again, <laughs> though, like uh, I don't think Mighty Mouse is the one necessarily complaining about it. But there is no, a hundred and twenty. There is a hundred and twenty-five pound weight class in one. He can fight in the atom weight division. Yeah. They have a weight class that he could fight at, so mm. he chose to fight at the at the 135 pound weight class, no matter what the title of the division is. That's the mm. weight class he chose to fight in. So he could go down and fight the guys, but he wanted to fight the bigger names, and you know, and and this is what happens. You're not going to win every fight, you know. I I just feel like I feel like this is another reason why some we have such admiration for the Vanderleys, the Shoguns, the Volchanchins, the Fedors, the old the old school guys, the Rampages, the dudes who went through Pride rules and thrived at it. Yeah, you know, Fedor well, went fifteen and zero. Vanderlei also Pride has rules. brain damage now, or whatever it is. Well, so. yeah, yeah, but but that's but he still had like a twenty something fight win streak under Pride yeah. and and no rules. I mean, and it also should show why this myth about the pride fighters falling off. Well, if you're coming from that rule set and you're going through those battles, there's no doubt. How many of those do you think mighty mouse is going to get through? You know, mighty mouse is three and one under those rules. Vanderlei was like 27 and two, you know, Fader was 15 and Oh, uh, Shogun, all these guys, you have to learn how to fight under those rule sets. And it also is a different war and different battle. And if you screw up, you get friggin' blasted. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, it depends. Like again, it was it was their first show. I'm trying not to be too hard on them because it's their first. I mean, not that it wasn't their first show, but it was their first. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they they try to jump into Pride time here, or whatever. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, they got this whole month or a couple more cards. We got, we got another one tomorrow night. I forget right. who's on it, but um, you know, um, I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'm gonna watch it, and we'll probably be talking about it again next week if we don't get another uh, you know guest falling out or whatever last minute. But um, I'm pretty sure you know, um. It's either either folks are gonna, it's gonna wake folks up to look at pride and stuff like that and see you know, with the carding and stuff because I love seeing all that. I mean, not for nothing. I didn't I didn't love seeing that DQ card come out, but I love yeah. it. It, it, it. To me, it was like ah, uh, you know, hopefully this is this is something that catches on. It's either gonna catch on or people are gonna you know you know look down at it. So whatever. I mean, we could uh, leave that one where it is. I mean the um uh. I'm glad they're having their shows on TNT. I'm glad yeah. that they're going to showcase their better fighters. I'm glad they're going to be on. I don't really care what time. I would prefer mm. it be earlier, but it is what it is, and I understand mm. they're doing. If they're if they're willing to put a fight on at 7 a.m. in Singapore to make it somewhat uh, yeah. viewable for us, then uh, thumbs up to one. I hope they do better, or you know, they need to do better with the, the broadcast. We had, like you said, mic oh, issues God. early on, and they just had some bad luck. If the Alvarez fight turns out to be a battle. And then it changes the whole night. That just yeah. set off a weird, weird tone. But um, we'll see what they announce. Maybe it's either tonight or maybe during the broadcast. All not whatever Alvarez was teasing at. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, something's gonna happen. I mean, I, I would imagine something's either either to make up for that whole debacle. But you know, again, we got a we got a month of t- uh, one on TNT, and I'm looking forward to it. They sent me a bunch of shit, and I forgot to uh, bring it out. Yeah, the uh, I mean, the th- I'm hoping the thing with Alvarez is that he's jumping on one of these cards in the next couple weeks because the cool thing is that with that weight cutting, it's not such a strain on him. Mm. He's he, you know he doesn't have to. It's it's a little different. So, uh, yeah, I I don't have an issue with everything. I I actually enjoyed the fights, and uh, I just I was more disappointed with the fans' reaction and and the, of course the disqualification. But that took us Wednesday night. Um, that was chaos. A lot of news coming out of that event, uh, and then. Um, and then Friday night we had the Bellator card uh, that we uh, that we went over with uh, Tavon Anthony last week. Uh, that was the Bader Machida two and uh, you know the show ki- Showtime Showcase. Um, I'm not sure what your overall take of the overall whole event was. Fights weren't super exciting to me. There was a couple uh, that. Yeah. that- that kind of jumped out. Uh, really, for me, it was more being uh, my eyes being open to your uh, your constant badgering of uh, <laughs> what's his first name? Uh, which judge is it? Crosby. What's his first name? Well, apparently, it wasn't Crosby though. It was another. It was the other guy. Uh, uh, I'd have to bring it up, but I mean, just hearing his name, Doug Crosby's. The, Doug Crosby. is, I mean, he's got. If you do a search of Doug Crosby, you'll find out the reputation he has. And he usually is the guy, but apparently it was the it was uh the last initial was J. I can't think of the the uh the full name of the judge that that was the one that was the that that responsible for the two split decisions we saw. And you and I were messaging each other when it happened because one of them um 
And and I was glad that John McCarthy voiced his opinion on on air because, and that's saying a lot coming from me because I, I would more, rather watch the the events on mute otherwise when it comes to to him because but uh he he made a really strong point he was you know he said if they're gonna keep bringing these guys back here we're gonna keep seeing decisions like this and I was just like man you hit the nail right on the head and I thought it was Crosby at the time but afterwards when because Bellator uh. Uh, posted the uh, the scorecards, and I, I don't want to go looking for him now because it'll waste too much time. But it um I was like, oh, it wasn't Crosby; it was the other guy. And um, it, you know, I talked about it on the thing I do for MMA News on Sundays. I just think uh, you know, it's it it must not be too hard to to be an MMA judge. I mean, I don't know how much money they make, but I I, I feel like if if it's not that hard to get into, maybe maybe I can put my name down wherever you need to, so we can. Get yeah, it done correctly. The problem for you is that requires taking a class through Big John McCarthy. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, not to not to go down that path. But yeah, um, the the Yamauchi fight is when is the fight that set that off from uh, yeah from him. I I had Yamauchi winning the fight. Um, I I saw a lot of people saying how they thought it was close, but. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just become a trend with Bellator, and like you said, and like well, what John McCarthy said, we mm-hmm. we keep hearing the same names over and over again. So, mm-hmm. and I tweeted you like they deserve to take a little bit of a hit, um, it, it, as far as the public's view of them if they're not going to make changes. And I understand they don't pick the route judges, yeah, but they could they could definitely sway it though. All they got to do is yeah, because look at Dana White. Yeah, Dana White has barred how many referees and people. Yeah, because Dana White just says, hey, if you bring in Yamasaki, we're just going to move our event. Or we're just not mm-hmm. going to hold an event in Vegas. So yeah. all that Coker all he has to do is say, hey, like, you know, we're not going to use Crosby well, or I mean, whoever it is. And Maybe, maybe when there's no pandemic, they can do that. But we're Yeah, gonna... yeah um, but, but, you, but I don't think you would get to that yeah. point. I yeah. mean, if Bellator said, hey, man, this guy's hurting our reputation, you know, uh, we just had title contender lose a fight due to a BS decision. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's not good for the sport. It's not good for people. It's just not good for anything. Um, and, and it's gonna, it'll be the downfall of an organization if it continues. Um, and it, I mean, it's just funny because you you can go, hey, Doug Crosby's judging, and then within thirty minutes of you tweeting that out or calling me or texting me, there's a bad decision. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, it's something that needs to be fixed. But um, so that was especially young. when it's documented. I mean, like his. His stuff is out there documented with him and his own biases being admitted in interviews, and, and somehow he still keeps getting called. But, I mean, oddly enough, it wasn't him that night. So, <laughs> Yeah, and like you said, I don't, know if, I don't want to look up the refs. I Yeah, but I, it's just weird. But um, anyways, so Yamauchi loses to uh, – Dan Moret picks up the win in that fight. Um, easy win for Kat Zingano. Uh, I think we all saw that coming. Uh, Adam Borix, uh, fought well, picked yeah. up a, fought, you know, fought really good, uh, picked up a decision, went over Jeremy Kennedy, uh, Carnu- Carmouche Porto, uh, wasn't one for the highlight reels. Uh, Carmouche, uh, gets a decision out of that one. And, and then we had the main event of, uh, Ryan Bader, Lyoto Machida, man, I thought we were having flashbacks for the first couple rounds about the first yeah. round and a half, man. Machida looked as good as, uh, he's looked in. You know, yeah, a long, long time. Yeah, those, yeah. uh, those, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I was watching that fight. I'm like, okay, he's 42 years old. He takes it to, he still takes a, a pretty traditional Shotokan stance, even though it's southpaw. So the thing about that stance is the kick, you can see the kick coming if you know what to look for. And even with him still, like seeing, seeing him switch his hips to deli- throw the kick, it was still pretty goddamn fast. And, um, you know, uh, the post fight interview, you know, asked Bader, about uh you know how bad those kicks were landing and apparently only one got through most of them landed on the elbow but still like that redness was obviously from the one that got through and um i, I don't know if bader just i mean what was it how how many years it is since their first fight it's been a while um yeah 10 12 years so they've both uh evolved or degraded whatever you want to say depending on what they've had but this whole i mean bader became the heavyweight champ fighting through a Grand Prix. He's already got. He's avenged this loss against Machida in this in this opening of, of round of the Grand Prix for the light heavyweights. I'm just kind of like, dude. I I I feel like this is just 
tournament baiter is is probably somebody everybody needs to be worried about. Well, yeah, I mean, if he uses his wrestling yeah. and and uh, but to not disrespect Machida to the point, Machida was the underdog of this tournament and probably the easiest out mm. if we're just going by reality. Yeah. You know, yeah. without, you know, I mean, like, yeah, I, it, I thought it, a knockout was coming, though, man. Like, I'm with you. Like, that first round, I was like, yo, if these keep landing, Beta's going to, you know, drop his hands and one's going to come up top and it's going to be. Lights no, out. yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was like, wow, we're going to see, really going to see like Corey Anderson yeah. and Machida in the semifinals or or, or the ACA champ who uh, I'll work on trying to pronounce his name here shortly. Um, but oh, yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden, and then That's all of a, a sudden, one. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden, the, uh, you know, the, the, about the end of round two, three, four, five, it was just all Bader time, man. And uh, I, I, yeah, uh, if if he fights like that, he's going to be really, really tough to beat. Uh, well, but- I mean, I remember who was it? It was uh, when they were when the heavyweight uh, Grand Prix was going on. I remember Chael Sonnen and Rampage where uh, they did some sort of interview together or something, and and Chael joked around. He was like, he he joked around and saying he's like, I wouldn't. He's like, don't be surprised if I just wrestle my way to a title. I mean, yeah. it's not a bad game plan for a tournament. If if that's what you know you're good at better than everybody else, at least until you get to Nemkov, you know, who, could, you know, Vader calls it the, this the Grand Prix, his revenge tour. And it's like, well, when you if, if you see Nemkov again, obviously you got to change stuff up because Nemkov was ready for your wrestling. But, um, man, I... I uh, I, it's, it's, it's a sound, it's a, it's a sound way to win, but like you said, there's so many, there's so many, like anything could happen with the other oh, people left in this thing. There's still killers in this. Yeah. And, and, and the bottom line is as good as Bader finished that fight. If he starts off and gives a round and a half away to the remaining people in this tournament, he might not see the second or third round. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he, he where Machida kind of had him backtracking and hurt. Some of these other guys might not, might not, might mm-hmm. continue. You know, Machida's the counter striker, so if, if he's got to kind of have a dance partner to really, yeah. uh, to finish a fight. You know, usually, um, not not to win because he became excellent at, at just beating yeah. guys technically. But uh, you know, well, that he, may, it goes to show you too, man. It's a young man's game. Like you, said, like we have both noticed, first round was his best round, and then after that, it was kind of just like. You know, I mean, even even though the kicks was still there, whatever, and I talked about how how, how his footwork changed and stuff like that. Um, he's he's a master in that martial art, so it's always going to be great. But you know, it, everything catches up on you. He just, you know, you can't. It's Bader's a big, strong wrestler, and and Machida just couldn't get up, and that sucked That's a the big energy dude too, out of yeah. him. I mean, and and he and he tried to get up, and it just wasn't he just wasn't going to happen no matter how much. I mean, I don't think he ever got back to his feet. If I remember right, every time he got taken down, it was, it was the end of the, he might've got up once I'm trying to read earlier, but he, uh, you know, it was just a blank once he went down and, and that just drains the friggin' you know, you can speak on that better than anybody. Yeah. Especially if you got a wrestler that knows what they're doing. I mean, I mean, I, you could have a, you can know all the sweeps in the world, but if, if a wrestler that's been wrestling as long as Bader, um, you know, if they want to be on top of you, they're going to be on top of you. Yeah. Yeah. The top control can be suffocating. So, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, but I thought, I thought it was a good fight for Machida. I don't think I, it, nothing bad comes from it to me. Like he fought really well and, and he got beat by a younger, stronger, better wrestler. And, and Machida's 42 years old and probably should be looking uh, at an exit strategy uh, at this point um, and figure out how he wants to, to wrap up his, you know, hall of fame career. So uh, that's it. But um, you know, so that was Bellator UFC did have a card on Saturday. Uh, uh, it got, it, yeah. It got, like it got messed card. up with Darren Till's, you know, uh, collarbone break and then Kevin Holland coming in last minute. And I, I knew he was going to lose by decision. One thing I'll say about that is that I, the kid deserves some credit for, for answering the call coming in. And um, you know, making it to the to all five rounds, even though he he lost, he he didn't talk as much and stuff like that. So I'll give him that much credit. Um, you know, uh, it sucks that Darren Till's got going to be out. Uh, collarbone breaks are no joke. So yeah. But, so uh, Marvin Vittori did pick up that d- uh, decision win, uh, unanimous yeah. big win for him. But uh, the event overall was a kind of lackluster. So uh, moving on to this weekend, where uh, it looks like we're going to have a lot more fireworks. Uh, Friday, especially uh, the Bellator 257 card is loaded from top to bottom. 
one of the deepest cards that uh, I can recall in Bellator history. But the yeah. main card, the main card uh, you know, when you uh, let's see, so uh, comparing it, so uh, we got. Well, I'm not sure the order. We'll see how this all unfolds. But uh, Paul Daly. I mean, I believe this might be his retirement fight. I know that. That's yeah, I know about. he's been talking about it on his social. So, I mean, it, it, know, it, it, it sucks that that. I don't know. I I feel like, you know, maybe it is time or whatever. Especially if you're thinking about it. But um, I mean, I I like the guy. Uh, the one time I, I he was at the event that I covered and I got to talk to him. Um, he was he was he was nothing but cool. Even though he was fighting our boy, Sad Sadawan, but. You know, still, it was um, it was uh, something that um, it's gonna be something to. It, it's always sad to see these guys that you've been watching for a while kind of start talking about hanging up the gloves. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying it for ten years now. Paul Daly is one of my favorite fighters, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I believe one of the. I mean, uh, somebody. I think he's extremely underappreciated, and he got thrown under the bus for that you know weak situation with Koscheck uh, a long, long time ago. But that kind of you know turn people against him but since then he went to strike force had battles including the one that uh we had the anniversary of him and uh nick diaz this week and uh i saw that all over the internet one of the one of the all-time greats and one of the uh, one of the uk pioneers of the sport really um and uh he fights uh sabahamasi um you know i i think daily probably he's going to go out swinging. Let's put it that way. We know, we know that mm-hmm. I'd love to see him get his, is a nice big, you know, hook or uppercut knockout and, and go off into the sunset. Yeah. If, he, if he's going to walk away, then let's do that. Yeah. I mean, it's rare to go out on a win too, in the, in this sport. So it'd be nice to see that. It's always nice to see that. So especially for a striker, strikers yeah. rarely ever leave on a, on a good note. Man. So that moves on. And then uh, we have Vida Ortega uh, coming off of uh, the loss to uh, Alejandra Lara. She fights mm-hmm. Desiree Inez. Uh, it's a good fight. It is a good fight. Um, Ortega really needs the win. Um, and, and she's coming off the newcomer. Uh, uh, what other name just slipped my head? Uh, Inez, who's, uh, who's coming off uh, competing in combate. Uh, I think Vito will use wrestling, pick up the win. Um, mm. I, I think she'll kind of play the smart Bader style fight. And, and that is kind of her style anyway. Uh, is it? But, <laughs> is it well, I feel, she, I feel like a, she's a brawler. <laughs> yeah, but but she's kind of also, yeah, she gets, yeah, I guess you're pretty much right. She, she tends to stand and bang. But I think that that might need to change a little bit. I think she might need to strategize up. Yeah, and, especially and, against Yanez. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, um, you know, the thing uh, with the whole situation, I mean, that Mohegan Sun, I don't know if, if there's there's Bellator jitters or whatever coming from Combate because she's been in some pretty some pretty good shows with them. So I, I, I don't know if there's going to be anything as far as like uh, outside of making it to fight night that that's going to be any underlying pressure for her um, with Bellator. But she um she's definitely she's definitely not somebody that's going to um, I mean, she could she could be the. She's the type of fighter that can that can capitalize on Ortega's aggression, so that's why I see this as being a good fight. You know, like I could see her, I could see her uh, fending off of her back, maybe catching a sub in, or you know what I mean, or or, or reversing position. Um, and and Ortega, again, I mean, we talk about, I mean, women definitely handle this sport better than men do, as far as longevity, <laughs> like like they they handle injuries and stuff better. Um, uh, this is going to be a good fight. I wouldn't be surprised if this is this is a banger. Yeah, no, I think it's going to yeah. be a good one. I, yeah. It looks it looks like Inez's last loss and it was to Super Melly, who's who's undefeated in one of the mm-hmm. the big uh, bigger names in in Combate. So, uh, Combate Global now, right? They changed Combate their name. Global. Yep Combate. five five year deal with Univision. We're supposed to get Campbell on this podcast. I have to reach out to him again to talk about it, but uh, we got to see what's going on with. I mean. You know, everybody trying to get off the ground after this COVID nonsense. It's uh, you know, yeah, but rough, everybody, rough, we're getting there. Rough we're time, there. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think that'll be a great fight. And then uh, we move into the uh, the light heavyweight Grand Prix quarterfinals again. Uh, Corey Anderson, yeah. uh, versus <laughs> this dude, Yagshi Maradov. Yeah. So, ACA champion. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the thing that folks are sleeping on this guy, 
And uh, Corey Anderson obviously did not. If you watch his interview when they announced this, he says more than a few times that him and his team did homework on on his opponent. I'm not even going to try to mess up his name, but um, he uh, for this is the this guy could be the dark horse that nobody knows about. I mean, he he's he's a champion coming from ACA, like you said. So, and anybody that knows anything about ACA, those aren't walks in the park over there. No. <laughs> so, so the fact that this guy that that's why this guy is in this Grand Prix. It's not to to throw an easy win out there for anybody. Um, which is why probably why this this uh, Grand Prix is so because everybody that was in it. I mean, we just talked about Machida, but you know, not, not, let's not like Machida's. You know, uh, you know, again, the the we thought we thought the first fight round was his round, so it's um this is going to be a good fight. This is going to be a really good fight. Yeah, this is two guys pretty much in their prime here. I'm not going to uh, try to predict it because I. It's a hard yeah. fight to predict. Yeah. I, 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 part of me thinks that you know, looking at uh, Yagashimiradov, uh, his record, he's got a lot of like knockouts and TKOs, and I feel like that's kind of if he's a hard hitter and he's able to avoid takedowns. Obviously, that's kind of something that that Corey Anderson struggled with in, in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is also uh, with I imagine I believe it's also his first fight probably in the United States, uh, and, and this yeah. is a bit, you know, and 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 ACA is big. Uh, but I do feel like still Bellator is a step up, at least, you know, especially in the United States, obviously. But mm. globally, you know, the name, is, I think, still carries a little bit more weight. Uh, so I think Anderson probably squeaks something out here. But uh, I, I think I think I think this is a fire. You know, I think we might have a new star here if mm-hmm. if if, uh, you know, if the was it is he Kazakh or uh, I'm not sure what that flag that is, to be honest. Uh, Turkmenistan. He is, he is, Turkmenistan. Okay. Well, he's Sambo too. So uh, if he can avoid Corey Anderson getting him down to the ground, generally Corey Anderson's losses have come when he's been forced to to stand and bang and, and then eventually get caught. So um, great fight. Great yeah, fight. Yeah. I mean, Anderson probably has a, a reach advantage over him. So he could maybe try to do some counter punching and stuff like that. But we'll see. Like you said, great fight. I'm all for it. I'm, I'm... Yeah. And he's um, he's four inches taller. Anderson is so that could be interesting six three to five eleven so mm. uh, like you said the reach I'd be curious to see how once once we get the weigh-ins on Thursday how how they mm. look uh, and then the champ Vadim Nemkov uh, defends his belt in the round here against Phil Davis a rematch uh, from a few years back split decision win for Nemkov uh, very close fight the first fight around. Man, uh, it's a tough fight uh, mm. of all the guys Nemkov could fight. This is really one of the more I think this is probably his toughest matchup yeah. stylistically. Um yeah, because Davis is is a very intelligent fighter. Uh-huh. Um, Exa- exactly. He's he's become more dangerous standing mm-hmm. and he has the threat of the takedown. Um which uh, and a, he, and a killer Kimura, he's a really good at it like, when, once he slaps it in his Kimura is pretty good. Yeah, so um I don't know. Do you have a pick on this fight? No, I'm not trying to pick any of these. <laughs> I, I'm, I literally am just having fun watching them. Um, I said I was going to get into it. This is a perfect. You just gave me the perfect moment to this thing that that Bellator is doing with Showtime. I mean, if you watch, if you watched it, so last night they had a doubleheader with MMA and boxing, and if you watch how they cross promoted, like like during the, the 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 programming Friday night at Bellator 256, they had one of the main event guys uh, in on the broadcast. They spoke to him, and then. Saturday night during the boxing event, Ryan Bader was there and he talked about his fight from the night before and, and talked about the like this is how if the zone did this, they would probably still be in business together. If you want to make uh like like they keep talking about making a destination for fight fans, yo, show uh, showtime is doing it the right way. You're not you're not alienating anyone, you're actually trying to bring everyone together. I wouldn't be surprised every time I, I talk to Scott Coker. I always try to get it out of him to like, let's do another dynamite event, do freaking kickboxing, boxing, MMA, and all in one show. I, I mean, I mean, one is trying to do it already. We saw on Wednesday night with the Muay Thai and MMA. Um, it's already, it's already out there in, in the in the universe. So I wouldn't be surprised if like maybe 2022 we see that happen. But I mean, that this is how you, this is how you do business. The zone, take note. I mean, you can't put everything in Eddie Hearn's fucking shoulders. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I 
I think DAZN just like you said they dropped the ball. They dropped and, the and, ball, and they dropped the ball for MMA fans. They have good boxing content, but you know uh, we lean heavily on the MMA side as far as you know what we talk, and and I just feel like that they've lost. I don't know any any MMA fans who are strictly paying for the zone now. You know, unless yeah, you, and it was always a gamble, and when when you had conversations about it, people were like, "Is it really worth it for me to get on the zone?" Though I mean, they have Bellator, and 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 they didn't even talk about KSW and Top yeah. FC and the other promotions that they had on the on streaming on there. So this is this is how it's done, folks. This is how it's done, and I'm all I'm all aboard this light heavyweight Grand Prix. I mean, I I I watched one of the earlier fights on that broadcast of Showtime Boxing because you know I was all I was all fight fight sported out. By the time the UFC ended early on Saturday, so I was like, I don't know if I could get into another thing, but I mean, it was it was it was a good broadcast, and like I said, the fact that Ryan Brader was there to, to talk it up—they're all using the same space anyway. So if you're going to be working, be in bed together, you might as well, you know, go in 100 percent with each other. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I can't make a pick on this man. I can't I can't make a pick on uh, like it's like asking me who I think is going to win the whole thing. Right now, it literally could be any of these guys. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it, you know, I'll just go out on a limb and, and take Nemkov just because I think that he's the the more developing fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's getting better, whereas I don't know if Davis is necessarily getting better, um, but he's but he's still at a very high uh, mm. high peak right now, uh, yeah. despite having now 27 fights. So um, I, mean, but- I, te- I tend to agree with you. I just if, if anyone's going to pull off a decision victory, it's going to be Davis. Kurt, yes. I mean, yeah. you know, I feel like we're kind of in the in a five round fight. I agree with that. Yeah. Three, obviously, we had the three round where, where Nemkov won the split, but in yeah. a five round fight, I, I I tend to definitely agree with you because I feel like if Nemkov is going to beat you, he's going to pound the shit out of you inside mm. of five rounds. Yeah. You know what like, I mean? Like that Kimura again. I, that's a great. That's a great one of uh, Davis's great submissions, but Nemkov's not going to fall for that because he's. That's kind of something where he's comfortable with. So it's going to be, it's going to be conditioning and you know technique and, and on the feet where that's where this fight's going to get won. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for it. This is like I said, this is a great card. And I mentioned how deep it was. You know, mm-hmm. just flipping through the prelims. I, I oh yeah, <laughs> you know, pop those up there. But uh, just some of the names. I mean, uh, Lance Gibson Jr. His dad fought in UFC early days. Uh, I believe that's Julia Buds. Uh, Julia Buds married to Lance Gibson, so I believe that's his. That's her uh, stepson. Uh, and so he's uh, one speaking of, the, of Julia Bud. Julia Bud. Uh, also, also on the card. I mean, the former yeah. champion uh, coming off of a win. So this would be two wins in a row. Uh, I imagine if she wins this fight, she probably fights uh, Cyborg. Assuming Cyborg uh, does. Well, they have they have rankings on. now that that they're going by. So who knows? I mean, you know, Blanco's still up there. I mean, but the thing is, you can't have these ladies keep fighting each other. So they're probably gonna, you know, you got Kat Zingano, you have, uh, I mean, Cyborg's already got that uh, uh, Leslie Smith bout already announced. Uh-huh. But um, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's uh, they they're gonna have to use the rankings and say how badly do folks want to see this certain group of women keep fighting? You know, the UFC does it all the time, so we'll see. Yeah, but I, I feel like Bud's kind of in a, uh, and and I'm. I think she's in kind of a special spot here because she was such a longtime champion. Mm-hmm. She really could have demanded an instant re- instant rematch immediately after the Cyborg fight. It went, what, three, four rounds. It, although Cyborg controlled it, it she didn't mm-hmm. embarrass herself uh, and being the champ for so long. So I feel like if she goes out away from the Cyborg <laughs> fight and wins two fights in a row, she has more than more than uh, you know a right to... to demand a, a championship fight now maybe in between there somebody else squeaks in there because leslie smith is lower ranked than bud i believe bud's the number one ranked you know she's she's number one right behind cyborg so uh i know they updated them today i didn't look at the updated rankings but yeah i'm sure they moved around a little bit with the, the katzangano mm-hmm. win probably moved her up and such that's the uh, other thing too i mean just really quick about the rankings like folks are were already complaining about moving in the rankings People, they just started doing them. So any fight, anyone that fights in any of those divisions, you're going to see a lot of movement, you know, and and it's going to you know flip around. Once they get going, it'll look more normal. But you got to, I swear to God, like you said, with the, some of the fans, I'm just like Jesus Christ, like give it some time. It's not, it, it, you know, 
social media has created this thing about people wanting instant gratification. It's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they clearly stated that they're not, they don't have members or they don't have fighters listed in their rankings unless they've had a fight for Bellator in the last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to change and, and crisscross. And I mean, we're going to have, if, uh, yeah, they if, just got started. Give it some time. Like, yeah, if if Yagashir Muradov picks up his win, <laughs> he's going to go from not even ranked to probably yeah. like two or two or three. So yeah. it, it's going to move around, and and like you said, it's still a voting process. It's going to be on a weekly scale, so mm. things are going to change. People are going to get injured. Fights are going to get announced. People are going to win, lose. It's but, uh, it's a natural moving thing. Uh, uh, Carl Albertson, Victor Nemkov, the uh, rising fight right there, brother of uh, <laughs> of the champ. Uh, Makes his bell, you know, comes to yeah. Bellator. Uh, that's a that's a great fight. Great yeah. fight. Um, I mean, that easily could be a main card fight. I, yeah, the, Julia Bunch hey, should be on the main card. I mean, this I is mean, it's just loaded. It's, not for nothing. It's it's only Tuesday night. We're doing this, so anything can happen. If they want to, if they wind up having to bump somebody up Thursday, Friday, they have look at look at this. They have choices to bump up whomever. <laughs> Pedro Carvalho. Just, yeah. I mean, he's coming off. A, he just a, fought a, off. He just fought semifinal uh, loss yeah. to, to Pitbull. Yeah. Um, and he's fighting the undefeated mega prospect JJ Wilson, who's seven and zero. Sal Rogers coming off a win after he he had his loss in the uh, in the Grand Prix as well. Uh, mm-hmm. He's fourteen three. Fights Mads Burns, who's fourteen and three. Uh, I mean, just yeah. just lo- yeah. loaded loaded event top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Raymond Daniels, glor- former Glory kickboxing champion, Bellator kickboxing Talk about champion. Highlight, yeah. <laughs> Human highlight reel. This yeah. is a rematch from when he spin kicked the dude in the. Uh, in the nuts so uh we're gonna hope that 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 doesn't replay itself oh but, that's, that's uh, my it very <laughs> much it's mo it is mohegan sun that's uh i think that's like uh i actually messes uh, i always mentioned we got to get him on this podcast at some point jay petri the the statistician uh over at uh i forget what his position he's like he's like uh assistant managing editor or whatever but he's also our the stats guy over there and when that when whatever groin shot happened last friday mohegan sun I said to him, I was like, is, is Mohegan Sun the leading MMA ball shot capital of the of the sport? And he was like, yeah, kind of, at least in the U.S. So, He's the yeah. stat guy for well, – who's the stat guy for? For Bellator or for – For sure, dog. For sure, dog. For sure, dog. Okay. Sure, okay. sure, yeah. So uh, I wish probably maybe we'll, if if we can't get our, our, our originally scheduled uh, guest, maybe I'll shoot him a message and see if he can make it on. Cool. But he is a busy man. He's always collecting numbers. So we'll see. I believe it, man. Uh, yeah. You know the mega heavyweight Steve Mowry returns eight no uh, six foot eight uh, fights out Sean Ashu who's thirteen and three. I mean, yeah, yeah this you is... know, and then and then we get a couple of the uh, but guys with good records nine four nine and two. Yeah. We we've moved along from the the zero and one and you know one Debut. and three guy playing <laughs> yeah. two and two guy. You know, yeah, so, yeah. Um, at least on this card. So uh, hopefully this is a sign kind of of the pandemic opening up because there's a lot of international flair on mm-hmm. this card. You yeah. know, which was something that was kind of sh- missing a little bit from uh, from some of the Bellator events during the pandemic. So it looks like they, you know, getting getting all that worked out, and uh, Team Fader will be in the house uh, in full effect on Friday. Should be. I'm looking forward to it. I, I wish it didn't. I wish, wish this was a Saturday card, so I I uh, I could see the whole prelims uh, with my work schedule. But. I know, especially these prelims, man. That's one thing about the Friday thing on your on your coast. I always feel bad for you because I'm always I always start messaging you when the fights <laughs> when the fights start and you're still working. So sorry about that, but at least you're getting some information. Yeah, yeah. This one <laughs> I might just have to go dark and then go back and because yeah, I can watch them. I can rewatch them on YouTube, right? I should be able to watch the replay. Yeah, yeah. They're always after. on there, so yeah. Yeah. So I, this might be one where I just have to backtrack and and uh, try to try to keep away from results and, and watch those prelims. But uh, man, looking forward to it. Um, and then really and, quick, we got the UFC on um, Saturday, yeah, right? UFC Saturday, uh, ESPN card. Uh, you know, not the not the best card, but the main event's pretty cool. Main event: Robert Whitaker, Calvin Gastelum. Uh, Gastelum finally picked up a win in his last fight. Whitaker's on a big roll since he dropped the title to Adesanya. Uh, I think Robert Whitaker wins this fight, but I, I see this being a a really good, yeah. good fight. I just I think Whitaker uh, continues his his high class role back. I'm gonna pick Gaslam just because he's he's a fat Mexican like myself. There you go. So <laughs> either way though, I think uh, I think we're in for a good 
event there. And we didn't have it in our notes, which is a bit surprising. But uh, don't we got that big Triller event on Saturday as well? Yeah. 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 <laughs> ben ben boxes. <laughs> Frank Mir boxes on Saturday night. So uh, I, I like that. I actually like that fight more than the Askren Paul thing. Because I like, I've I've spoken to Steve Cunningham. Um, that dude, uh, I, I I prefer. I know it's supposed to be Tarver and Mir, but I actually, when they changed that up, uh, that made me more interested in the event. So if, if I tune in, it's definitely going to be to watch Mir, Mir and um, Cunningham because those are uh, Steve Cunningham's. Just he's like a, he's a he's a cool dude. He's a Renaissance man. He's a, you know he's he's got his own comic book. He writes stories and stuff like that. I have an article on him over at my site, the Blogboard Jungle. I shared it. Uh, when the thing, I'll probably retweet it out. Maybe I'll put it in the on the bottom of this YouTube video. If you just want to read about the the man outside of fighting, um, cool dude. Uh, long story with him that I'll tell you when we're done recording. But I mean, he's a really cool dude. Nice. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. That that is Saturday night as well. I have no idea how to get Triller. I don't know what it even really means. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> there will be ways to watch the fight if uh, if that's something that entertains uh, you. Yeah. Uh, as, I think you could order it on Fight TV. Yeah, you probably could. There'd probably be other ways. <laughs> <to find out>. <laughs> <laughs> but with that said, fans can check us out at allaccessmma.com. You can follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Edit Carbazal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. Hope for good fights, uh, and uh, certainly got a lot of them. <laughs> got a lot. We don't, we don't, we don't need to get greedy, but uh, nice, some nice main events and main cards would be awesome uh, to help fill this weekend out and uh, move us on to the next next week where uh, we have a full crowd UFC event to look forward to. Oh yeah, is that the one you're going to? Yep, I'll be heading out All for right. that and BKFC. So I'll be out for a whole nice. week uh, checking out the violence, but uh, we'll talk right. about that more next week. So cool. Until then, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, everyone have a good night. Stay safe. Stay safe. Hey guys, Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions and in some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Maybe... Uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.